What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you guys again for tuning in, as always. First things first, follow me on Twitter, at It's Intuition. Follow my man, Ben Shim, behind the boards, making the shit sound buttery, at I Am Database, based with two S's. Follow us as a unit, at Kinda Neat youtube.com slash that's kind of neat where you're going to see our returning guest penny bird rabbit perform a song called like a fool very catchy tune everything is wrapped up together in a pretty package at kind of neat.net and facebook.com slash kind of neat blah 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 social media i still get questions about if you're uh how can i listen to it mobily which is crazy to me because to me podcasts should be mobile or they should be listened to mobile like i feel like if you're going to a website and listening to them you're doing it wrong download the podcast app subscribe 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 search for kind of neat Hit that subscribe button and leave a comment or a five-star rating, whatever you feel like doing. Get off your butt and do it, please. You know why? Because right now, today, as I'm recording this, it's my birthday. Well, it's technically the 7th. My birthday starts in three hours. My birthday is July 8th. And, uh, man, I want to apologize to you guys for not doing a podcast for a while. I know it's been a minute. Like I said, we're kind of like down to one a month, unfortunately. And it's just been getting difficult to book the studio because Cosmic Zoo has gotten cracking. Let me tell you, there's always something going on here and a lot of cool people coming in here to record. So I'm going to get back on my due diligence and start recording or start booking episodes farther in advance so that we can actually get studio time. And I'm going to try to get, uh, you know, back to at least two a month or hopefully, fuck. I mean, right now I'm shooting for there's going to be four weeks in a row where we're going to have an episode right now if everything goes according to plan and nobody cancels. So we shall see. That being said, what have I been doing for the last month? Fuck, I think I had stuff written down to talk about, but I forgot. I haven't really been doing much. I've been, uh, I traveled, went to Florida. Florida is so miserably hot. It was humid and crazy and going to the beach is of no relief because it's like, uh, just sitting in the bath water, uh, or it's like sitting in bath water when you're in the ocean. It's crazy. Like you get, you get hotter when you're in the water. It's insane. I have a birthday show coming up on Thursday. This episode is not going to be out by then to promote it. So that's pretty much what I've been doing is just kind of prepping for that. Mark came down and we practiced and it went well. And, you know, throwing shows is nerve wracking because I act as my own promoter and I put a lot of loot into, you know, making nice flyers and making sure that opening acts that I want to perform get paid and, uh, you know, renting equipment And so it's nerve wracking. I have no idea how well the promotion is going or how horribly the promotion is going. So we shall see. Hopefully a bunch of you guys came out uh, because when this comes out, it will have been a week ago. Hopefully the show goes great, but I can't lie and say that I'm not nervous. Like I said, so nothing, nothing crazy has been going on. I'm going to be traveling again pretty soon. Just, uh, Looking forward to going home next month, spending some time with the family during the summer. But uh, I don't know. This podcast went kind of long. Penny and I, we go way back. Uh, You guys saw her on the show two years ago. She was our first video to really like go kaboom. And she was our number one video for a long time. And then she's still floating in the top six or seven. I don't know. She's floating in the top somewhere, over 200,000 views, which is awesome. Like I said, it's been harder for me to find guests lately. So on Twitter, I reached out and said, hey, if anybody wants to do some like return appearances, they would be welcome. I feel like we've done enough episodes to where we can do some catch-up episodes. And so uh, 
somebody suggested, oh, you should do Penny. And I said, that's actually a great idea because Penny had a big life-changing event since the last time that we spoke, which is she had a daughter named Pepper, beautiful young baby. So I was like, that would be great to actually kind of catch up and see what has been happening with Penny's life because oftentimes with females in the music industry, having a baby can all of a sudden be unfortunately like a death wish to a career, which is so crazy and uh, sexist and misogynistic, I, I guess. And, and uh I know that she's still been working diligently at music and I just wanted to hear about what's been going on and it's always nice to catch up with friends. So without further ado, this is my conversation with Penny Bird Rabbit. This is our second time doing a podcast together. Yeah. You were our fifth guest ever. Yeah. At the time, it was, a very, it was you know, no one knew what kind of neat was. Yeah. And it wasn't, I mean, not to say that we're established at or anything like that, but it wasn't established at all back then. It was like kind of a gamble or a risk, I guess. Sure. And and I remember we were having a conversation actually at Adam's house and uh, I was like, yo, you should do the podcast and, and, and like, or maybe I wasn't there. And I just had the story told to me, but I think uh, Brittany told me like, Penny was like, oh, should I do, should I do Lee's podcast? She was like, yeah, duh, it's dope. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you did it. Yeah. And it was like, it was our first, it, it, dude, you were the first video to just like go kaboom. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. It was tight. And and to this day, it's still, I think one of the top five or six videos. I checked because yeah. I was curious because well, I used to be the top. Yeah. For the longest. And I'm definitely not anymore. Well, yeah. But I'm for definitely... some reason, Kitty's like ran. Kitty's is like 700,000. It's going to be views. at a million in no time. Yeah. And actually, but, uh, this girl, Caliucci's, for some reason, women on our podcast do really, really well. Is she the blonde one? Caliucci's is Colombian. That and yeah, she is blonde though. So she she's has super cool. She wore sunglasses during her. Right, she's right. rad. I watched she, a bunch of her videos. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, and um, but she, she's like really, really blowing up. So her video, we got a nice little um, kickstart off of the fact that like she's blowing up. So her yeah. hers is like skyrocketing too. And I think between those two, one of them is going to hit a million. That's awesome. Quick, but point being is that. Yours ended up being like our biggest video really fast. Yeah. Because before that, we, they were all, you know, around 10,000 views. And then yours went boom and hit 200,000, like all fast. Yeah. Because like Skrillex retweeted it. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah, it was really nice. I played it for him. And then he said, man, I should post on my Facebook. And then I saw him a couple days later. And I was like, oh, hey, you should should post that on your facebook yeah and i got all excited like oh my god skrillex posted it i'm like penny make him do the show <laughs> you're like i don't think he's gonna do that yeah. i think i can make him do anything yeah. i was like come on i'm like tell him that it's dope it'll help oh my so gosh. one of these days i still I, ben i'm always telling ben like one of these days we're gonna get your boy skrillex on he's like oh no i don't think it fits the format and i'm like i don't care it would be tight it would yeah. just be tight to have him on so. i think he'd like it i mean shit I, you know he's we, friendly I'm a, I'm a good bullshitter. <laughs> good. You don't repeat that. Don't <laughs> okay. let your dad hear you repeat that. I, I didn't say it. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so anyway, a lot has happened since then. Yeah, a lot. Let's recap what was going on in your life when we last spoke, because it was at this point, what, two and a half years ago? Man, maybe. I think longer, because I checked my... I, I did the math today. It had to be 2013. Yeah. I, it's been 22 months since I got pregnant, and I talked to you a couple... like couple months before I was pregnant, my hair was still pink. 
And so I would say like early 2013, maybe. It was I like guess March. We could just I think it was like YouTube. it was like yeah, it was early in 2013. It, it had to be like you know March, April, something like that. But yeah. so point is, is like yeah, it's been over two years. Yeah, a lot has happened. A lot has happened. Yeah. A- at the time when we did that first podcast, what was going on in your life? You were signed or something? Had a- yeah, I'm still with um, Atlantic Dance label, and I put out so around that time. It's hard now that I'm a mom yeah. to stay on track. Yeah. So you're going to have to help me out. Okay. Because um, my brain is just <laughs> <laughs> porridge. Um, yeah, I was in and out of sessions and I was, you know, I had my management and I had separated and I was kind of um, in this limbo state where I was always on the phone with my lawyer and always on the phone with my a and And it was like quite the time. And um, luckily I had a good relationship with both and... That was nice. And I'd met this guy on the internet and I really can't actually remember how I met him. Um, but we started making music. He was on Tinder. No, no I never I'm even I'm had kidding. Tinder. I'm Could you imagine? But <laughs> no, I met him on the internet. He's, um, from overseas and we made some music together, uh, just over the internet and he came out and I had actually bumped into Sunny one day at the coffee shop in my old neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what are you doing? You should come to my house. Um, I have time. Let me like catch me up on everything. And he knew that I had left my management mm-hmm. or that we had separated. Um, and that I was kind of in this weird spot and him and I have the same A&R. And so, um, we walked over to his house. I had my laptop and I played him a bunch of songs and, um, Sonny is Skrillex for the, for those of you that don't know. Oh. Now you know, but that's fine. Perfect. Go, go ahead. Um, so we went back to his house and I, we, you know, he, listened and talked to me, you know, through what was going on. And I played a bunch of stuff and he ended up calling our A&R over and, um, we had like a little meeting and I played him this, I was about to leave. I had to go to a session and, um, there's a song that I wrote that's really special to me that Sonny knows about. And I said, Oh, Hey, this guy, Nick, he produced the song and he was like, Oh, let me hear it. And I played it for him. And he looked at me and he said, is this guy close by? Go get him, bring him back here. So I, grabbed Nick. We came back and, um, he asked us to make an EP for Ausla. Yeah. And so, um, that was really cool. And they, they stuck us in the studio for two weeks and from like 12 to like eight o'clock at night for two weeks, we were in the studio making an, uh, an EP and we did like eight songs, nine songs. And, um, yeah, like the last second to last day of us being in the studio, we went, over to uh, meet with some of the Ausla people and played the the project for them. And that was really cool. And then, um, sadly, it took 14 weeks to get mixed and mastered, oh. which, like, are you kidding? Right. And it was really hard because um, I was really patient and I am a huge believer in timing and just kind of letting things happen how they should and being an honest good person that works hard and that I just trusted life in that way and it was a shame because I was in um, a rehearsal space like prepping for tour Uh and in the meantime while I was still kind of waiting for all that stuff um, I was doing this project with Vans Vans shoes right Um, I was part of that 
I know, and the video is coming out soon. Oh, nice! I know, it's so exciting. So, um, and you look great, by the way. Awesome. Look, I just saw Bear. I saw Bear at the movie theater. You dude. did? Yeah, but I didn't say hi to him. I was, oh, he man. was very busy. Yeah, he's quite the busy guy. He came over and watched Pepper for me for a couple hours, which was really nice. Um, he's the coolest. So, yeah, we met him and I met at a coffee shop downtown, and became friends. Steve and then, Barra, the who we're talking about, who's like a very famous skateboarder. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Uh, yeah, we met and he said, Hey, I have this thing. Can I submit you for it? And I said, yeah, whatever. That's totally fine. Cause Steve would always see me in the coffee shop editing videos or working on music. And, um, we just kind of had this cool friendship from it. And he texted me like months later and was like, Hey, you got the thing. They want to do the campaign with you. And, um, that was like a crazy experience because, (laughs) First of all, I was pregnant and I didn't know I was pregnant. And so right as we're like going, a couple of months went by and then we started the project and I was super emotional all the time. And I was Wait, so, was stop. Well, we shot the video. I was f- like four weeks pregnant. When we oh shot that. shit. I had no idea. I know. I mean, either. I didn't yeah. know I was pregnant then. Yeah. In fact, this is crazy. While I was shooting it and while I make most of my videos because my videos look like children's stories or plays yeah they're kind of like uh where the wild things are and they're very like diy and like cheesy the whole video i'm saying and we shot everything i did because it was like it was for like behind the scenes footage right so i had my video but the whole point of doing the project was so that they could shoot every minute of it and then edit it into this cool thing I eventually found out I was pregnant as I was like at Steve's house editing and Steve, I, Steve had left me and this kid Josh alone and Josh was going through all of the behind the scenes footage editing it and um, he stopped and I would ask him it was nice to have him there because I didn't really know the program I was editing in because I used to use iMovie mm-hmm. and so I'd be like Josh I need this you know I need help. And finally, he takes his headphones off and he goes, man, you say I'm going to be such a good mom a lot. Are you pregnant? And I hadn't told anybody I was pregnant yet. And I was like, I thought he was going to be like, damn, look at how much weight you've gained since then. No, I'm just kidding. First of all, I lost you, like 10 pounds. You didn't gain any weight. In my first, I, yeah, I was. You and I are friends, I would say, but I don't, we weren't like talking all the time at that point. So like yeah. I found out because of an Instagram picture yeah. where you're like, hey, haha, I'm pregnant. And yeah, I was and like, everyone thought I was kidding. I went, I went, I texted right after I go, hey, that's a joke, right? Like you're just pushing your belly out because it didn't look, you didn't look pregnant. Yeah. You didn't, I mean, it just looked like if I eat pizza, I look like that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? If I eat pizza now, I look like yeah. that. <laughs> so I was like, oh, no. I was like, she's just pushing her belly out. Yeah. Literally everyone thought it was a joke. I got yeah. an unbelievable amount of texts from that. So the dude Josh is that, that was telling yeah, you. Yeah. So says, he like guessed it. And honestly, I thought I was peeing all the time because of the amount of green tea that I was drinking. Yeah. Like I, it was just a crazy time. Um, but yeah, so we did that project. And um, so we ended up wrapping up the the Vans, the Vans project. And yeah. I made a video for my song called Time that still hasn't come out yet. Yeah. And um, this time uh, in my life was really wild because I get this call from my manager and he's like, we just finished the Vans thing. I hadn't really told, I hadn't even told my parents yet that I was pregnant. And... Um, he calls me and he's like, cool. This is my manager. He calls me and he says, um, this is going to be the next like 10 months talking about like touring, going overseas, doing all this, this, and this, and this. And it's, I mean, it's amazing. I'm like, that's the most beautiful plan I've ever heard. I'm so excited. I'm ready to 
to tour. I've been in the rehearsal space. I mean, and then you're like, by the way, and I was like, morning sickness. Yeah. Oh Uh my gosh. My last rehearsals were me like on the floor drinking ginger, iced ginger tea, like trying to push through, uh, you know, we paid for the rehearsal space and Mm -hmm. I I got really sick and I lost like 10 pounds. I was like Mm -hmm. down into the nineties, which was really terrifying. Mm -hmm. But I had to tell him and I said, look, HM, I'm I'm pregnant. That's going to make stuff a little bit weird. But just so you know, that kind of makes me more committed to this. I, I, this is the only thing I know. Now I really got to make it work. Yeah. Besides waiting tables and like nannying, this is what I, this is music is all that I know how to do. Like I need this. And so he was really great and supportive. And I mean, I lost a lot of sleep and I panicked about losing my my record deal and losing my management because you hear about people whose management drops them and that sucks. Like yeah. that sucks. And so he was really supportive. And during this time, also keep in mind we're still waiting for my freaking EP to be finished, mastered. And what happened was the guy who was doing it, who's awesome at what he does, he um, got pregnant too. It was a scientific miracle. Could you believe it? No. So he. They just had other projects that needed to be done before me. Yeah. And so that was who, really... Who, who hired him to do the mixing mastering? Was it an Ausla thing or was no, it No, so it was my A&R oh. connected us. And I've worked with that guy before. He had mastered some of my other stuff, so it was fine. But yeah. when you get the call that's like, hey, he's going to do like Cody Simpson stuff before you. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah. And I was really patient. I was like, you know what? I'm going to trust this. Totally cool. And by the time it's finished, I had to tell... The label had found out, the Atlantic label, yeah. they found out. And my manager calls me, he's like, look, Atlantic knows, so Alice is going to know. Which basically, I wanted to be the one to tell them, and I wanted to be the one to tell Sunny that I was pregnant. Yeah. And it just kind of worked out one day, I was leaving an appointment, and it was an emotional appointment. Um, single parenthood is really emotional. And so um, I went downtown straight from my appointment, and I met up with some friends, and he just happened to be there. And I told him that I was pregnant, which was awesome. It was after such a terrible day, you know, he's one of my favorite people in the world and he made me feel really great about it, you know? So the next day, literally the next day, um, I am down at the, the nest offices, which are like the Ausla offices. I think they're still called that. I'm not sure. I'm so detached from everything, but the offices where Ausla kind of is based, um, they had these, they used to do these like lunch parties. Do you remember that? I feel like I, like, I, I know what you're talking about. I never <clears throat> attended. I only went to this one. Yeah. And basically it was like, it's called like lunch break or something. And they had some people DJ and yeah. I had my little belly and I was running around in the kitchen getting hot chocolate and, um, kind of just hanging out. Just, I hadn't seen everybody in a long time. And, um, I get this call from my manager and I go back into the, to the offices where it's quiet. And he's like, so, we just got a call from your A&R and, um, we need to have a, we need to have a chat. Uh-oh. And I'm like, oh, man, okay. So he tells me that the conversation was like, so Penny's pregnant. Why don't we – there were, like, some options, and I guess one of them was, um, why don't we hold off on releasing the EP and put her into sessions and work for the album? And then if we don't like the album, then we let her go, right. and she has the EP to shop. Right. And I was – livid because I felt like all of a sudden I wasn't capable of doing anything or that I wasn't looked at like I was capable of doing this. It was, didn't 
had the EP been teased at all? Like, had you announced that you were putting out an EP on Elsa? No, this was in December. How did the labels jive with each other? Was Atlantic like, oh yeah, cool, go do an EP with Elsa, that's fine? Yeah, but my or understanding... Or was there like a little pushback or anything? No, my understanding, and I could seriously be making this up, yeah. so I don't know. My understanding is that, like, Big Beat kind of facilitates Elsa, and oh. that they kind of do the back-end work. Okay. But I literally could be making that up. Yeah, yeah. But that's my understanding. Um, so they were fine. I mean, Sunny is on Big Beat. Yeah. And... So it's all kind of connected and it was a co-release. So it was like, Uh, we're both putting this EP out. And from the Big Beat Atlantic end, it was like, hey, we need to slow down. I mean, we talked for like 45 minutes. In fact, like my friends that were like trying to leave, like they couldn't find me because I was like in a back office, like crying, like on the phone with my manager, like, no. And I was really mad because I had like quit my job because I was told I'd be in all these sessions and I was told, you know, this and this, this would happen. And luckily, like you and I did the podcast and I got the fans campaign and I did all these other things that were cool. Like I got, I was in like a para one video that my, you know, Frankie Chan, Yeah. he shot this video and I got to like do that and it was on the front cover of some website, which was cool. Pitchfork maybe? I could make that up. I don't remember. But I had these little opportunities that were really cool that I kind of just happened because of friendships. Right. You were working. Yeah, I was working. But it was all, yeah, but it was all like just posse based like friendship stuff. Yeah, and like stuff that I, you know, because of the relationships I have. I got them and right. yeah because it wasn't like your label was like oh hey go, go do this guy show it was like I, no. I had to like convince you that it would be cool kind of yeah. and there's but there's never been anything really like that, that yeah. they've been like hey there's this opportunity there's right. been a few but right. the, the real opportunities are ones that I have just through friendship and right. so and the, um, I, I just want to as a side note I any young artist listening, I would say that that's like the majority of how shit happens when Literally, you're. Literally, that's the only way to get it done. You know what I mean? Like you, you have to kind of create friendships if you're if you're not like uh, one of the pinnacle artists. If you're yeah. just like floating, like people think, oh, I'm gonna if I get signed, then everything just happens. Like yeah. uh, most people that get signed are still fucking completely unknown, and they have yeah. to go do stuff on their own. And there's this big ego that people have where they think, you know they're the coolest and Mm. you know there's no effort to work hard and there's no I mean I truly believe that I've only made it as far as I have because I have been nice and people Mm -hmm. have been nice back to me Mm -hmm. and they're real genuine friendships and Mm -hmm. they're people that I really care for okay so that phone call yeah um, was devastating and I'm freaking out and I um, was basically like and I can't remember exactly how the conversation went but it was basically like hey, they might drop you if you, you know, we don't know. And I really wanted to play shows pregnant. I really wanted to, you know, do like small little California tours. And I was, I mean, I was ready. I was, I had just been in the rehearsal space for like weeks getting ready by myself. Right. And um, I, you know, Chris was like, I don't know. Or my a was like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Right. And I was mad, like unbelievably angry and I called Sunny and it just was like so lucky that I had seen him the day before and it all kind of worked out and he was like come over because I was and he could tell I was mad I mean I've known him for years and so he was he could tell and I went to his house and I told him what had happened I told him about the conversation and I was like I was like pregnant and so I was really heated I was like emotional and I, I remember being like I'm not yelling, but really angry. And I said, do you don't, do you think I can, you don't think I can do this? Do you think I'm capable of doing this? Cause I, they don't, what do you think? And he was like, no, I know you can do this. And, um, you know, we had this conversation and it, it whatever it happened. And I left that night and I went and I remember pl- I was playing cards with a girlfriend of mine at this coffee shop, downtown novel yeah. where we went what, one yeah. time. And, um, 
we were playing cards and I get a call from my a and and he's like, <laughs> you could tell he was kind of annoyed that I like called Sunny and right. that I like did that. Like you snitched? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, that's how he like came at me, but that's yeah. not what I did in my opinion. I went to the guy who asked me to freaking do the EP right. and I was like, they're not, they don't want to put it out. And he was like, no, 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 no. And you could tell that he was like a little bit annoyed. And I think it was... I think he was really trying to just be like, look, if this doesn't happen for you, we, I want you to have something. Like, I know that he, he's my friend. He cares about me. Right. And, you know, I think he wanted if should I get dropped for me to have something to shop to other labels and so or to have just in my back pocket for anything. Right. And so um, but I was like pretty pissed. You know, I was like the my future is so uncertain. I'm like four months pregnant and I don't know what the heck is going to happen. And this was, this was like a sure thing I thought. And I kind of just said, what the heck have you done for me? Look what I've done for myself. Uh-huh. What have you done for me? And that was really hard. And my, my manager was like, don't say that. And you know, cause I told him I was so mad and, and I ended up just saying it and it was kind of cool. Like it, all of a sudden there was like this, okay, like, let's figure this out. Um, but, you know, the EP got pushed back a few days and everything was just very stressful at the time. And on top of all this other stress in my life. And so it was just kind of wild. But we um, eventually put the EP out. We made a video for it. And then, like, that was kind of it. And we had this cool campaign idea. It came out like it was supposed to come out on Valentine's Day. It ended up coming out two days before, which was fine. Um, and we did like these Valentine's day cards and we did this video and everything was really cool, but then it just kind of like sat there. And so I did this other video and then it just kind of, you know, I mean the videos did okay. They're like pretty, that numbers are pretty comparable to the rest of the stuff on my channel, but it just, it felt like, and now, right? and I should have done shows, but was like, that your was that your first like project project that you put out, or what have you put out prior to that? I forget. Uh, that's my third EP. A third, okay. Yeah. In my experience, it always feels kind of anticlimactic, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. I yeah. mean, the first EP was like thrilling because I made this music video out of my own pocket and I just handed it to the label and I was like, put this out. I felt like the first time I put something out, I went like, and I had it in my hand, Mm -hmm. like a physical copy because at the time iTunes wasn't even barely a thing when I put my first I've never had a physical copy of anything I've I've ever done. I've always done physical copies and I I, I held one in my hand. I went, oh man, this is it. Like this is, I'm going to, like we're going to be famous now. (laughs) And then I was like, oh wait, nothing fucking happened. And then, (laughs) and then the next one that I put out, I was like, oh man, this one's way better than the last one. Maybe it's going to happen this time. And then, nothing happens and then and then by the la- by you know by the time that I, you put out a bunch more you're yeah. like oh i know that i know the process and i know that what it's going to feel like yeah and i and I, ex- and I know the numbers that i'm i'm expecting it's to project learning. yeah it's a learning thing so totally. but that's the thing is it always kind of feels anticlimactic yeah and i think i think just for that time I mean, I was, I had all this hope to actually tour. I mean, because my first management was like, we're not going to play shows because right. you've played shows with DJs and we don't want to play small shows. And it was like this weird thing. And um, they didn't want me performing in front of a smaller crowd than what I had performed with DJs. It was really odd. And 
to their credit, they didn't know how to manage a singer. M- meaning what? Like, oh, you played with this DJ who was able to draw 2,000 people, so we don't want you playing in front in front of anything less than 2,000 people? Yeah. That's insane. Totally. Because, I mean, to me, you should be in... Uh, I mean, when I you're, should be at, like, bars When you're Hollywood. starting off, yeah. You, I mean, you in particular would thrive in, like, a small, like, 200-cap venue where you can sit and tell stories and yada, yeah. yada. Yeah, and that that was that's what's that's what's next for me. Yeah. But with that EP release, um, you know, we had sort of just planned on like let's make it really simple and let's just play to tracks like screw it right. finding a band was really tough and it's sort of like a favor thing and i didn't really know like anybody i'm that... kind of surprised you guys didn't hit me up to play the rain stick Aww. i'm really good at it i have for <laughs> come to band practice on tuesday <laughs> I'll, I'll play the shit out of that rain stick i'll i'll go barefoot on stage and just not even caring perfect really that sounds the, like it's gonna fit the i'll fit vibe. your aesthetic the yeah. dad the dad bod vibe yeah perfect um that's funny yeah so like we i didn't really know like studio mu- musicians that could just like form a band with me and right. I, you know it was just tough and i was juggling a lot and they put me in a bunch of um meetings and sessions with writers and i on top of that like um i was like money stopped coming in from right, the people right and it was like why why is it like the advance runs out or what is it sort of so like when i got my deal they gave me half of it yeah and the agreement was that when i get my when i delivered my record i'd get the second half but because i was doing eps which weren't in my deal they end up giving me my second half monthly mm. and when that ran out i was like hey i'm still working what can i get and also because they asked me to quit my job and so I was not working as waitress anymore and I was nannying and doing, I mean, I seriously, I'm a hard worker. So I was still like doing all these little odd job things, but, um, there was like a point where I was only getting 1200 a month and I had to ask for 1400 because I didn't have food to eat. And I remember like, I remember having like a bag full of like corn bread muffins from the dollar store that I made and like going over to like, to Sunny's studio actually and he like grabbed it out of my hand and he took a bite of it he's like this is disgusting and he threw it on the ground and he's like kind of just giving me a hard time but I don't think he realized he definitely didn't realize that that uh, was like your only that food. was the food that I had <laughs> he went oh shit there goes the rest of my mouth I was like dinner like um <laughs> he just dives slow motion to catch it as he's throwing it <laughs> it was that felt like that oh. it was really sad um I mean I was like poor yeah and um so yeah when 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 the year was done and I, that was over. They they started tapping into my um, my uh, budget for my record mm-hmm. for the full length. And um, with the whole new change of my body and what was happening, that stopped. It was like we can't ask for that anymore. And I didn't really fight it. I don't really remember what happened, but it was like my management tried, and it was like we're not going to get it. We need to figure something else out. Get so the money, the money. Mean, okay, yeah, yeah. So. Um, at about like five or six months pregnant, I like went back to work and I couldn't just like show up and apply for a job. I had this huge tummy. And so I did all this weird stuff. Like I did some personal assistant work for a friend who like managed an artist, which was really humbling because when I'm like working on this other artist, and I want to talk about who it was, but when I'm like doing her schedule and like filling out her calendar and it's like all the stuff that I should be doing, it was hard. It like, I really had to like swallow, you know, and just 
bite the bullet and just like do it because it was really tough to, um, I cleaned houses. It was all the things I did were like super humbling jobs, you know. I'm this. I'm like. I know. I tried to hire you to help me pack boxes for my album release last year. I remember. But there's like something went wrong. Where I can't like, remember what happened. Uh, I think Mark's girlfriend came and then yeah, I, like yeah. I think. So yeah, and I I worked at like a juice stand at this mall in Century City, but I had to park at the bottom and like walk up this big hill, yeah. and I would have to stop and like rest. And people come up to me because I had this pregnant belly, and they'd be like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> and I yes, You'd thank like, you. Let me get a piggyback ride. And I'm like, "Can you just put me on a skateboard and like yeah. drag me up this hill?" Yeah. It was really physically taxing, you know. And it's like in the middle of summer. It's like. And I'm walking up this massive hill on San Monica Boulevard. Um, And then I nannied pretty regularly and music. I mean, I was in sessions and working up until I went into labor. And so um, I didn't have a ton of time to, like, get back into the studio. I was taking these meetings. And, like, one of my last sessions was, like, with Linda Perry, which was super cool. And I had this huge, you know, pregnant belly. And I'm, like, singing in her studio, which is gorgeous and it was nice and it, and it was a good time but um I was just focused on working hard and saving money so that I could like relax for two months with my kid um and so sessions kind of got weird and I was in these meetings that were like okay after you have the baby then these people's schedules will open up and you can be booked with them so I had pepper and which was crazy and how did you come up with the name Pepper? Yeah. Um, I don't know. One day, like, she she kicked a lot. She's super long. She's, like, in the 95th percentile for height. And I'm, like, 5'3". And she's huge. And um, She's she, already 5'3". She's, she's all, yeah, she's not, yeah, totally. Oh. Um, no, she's, like, the, where she comes up on my leg is, like, really she crazy. Is, she's a long baby. She's super long. Yeah. My best friend's baby is in, like, the 5th percentile. So it's super funny to, like, see the two of the girls together. Because yeah. Pepper's, like, this giant and Brooklyn's, like, this tiny thing. Yeah. Um, but and you never expect Pepper to be so big when you look at me. But um, so yeah, she kicked me one time, and I just yelled out, "Pepper, no!" I don't know why I did it. Yeah. I, I might have thought about the name before, um, and I liked the name Pepper, and I didn't really know what her middle name was going to be. And then um, if I had a boy, I wanted his middle name to be James after my grandpa. And then I thought, Pepper, Pepper, Pepper James, and it just sounded. I went through like all the like the A pepper A pepper E pepper I to like see what would sound yeah. nice, and A sounded the best, and then I just went with um yeah Pepper James is her name. That's tight. Yeah, she's awesome. I like it. I've never heard the name Pepper. I'm down. So I lie sometimes and say that it's from Iron Man because people will go like, oh where'd you get that? And it's Iron Man's girlfriend's name. Oh yeah. So every yeah. like every once in a while I'm like oh yeah you know, and people will go like, is it from Iron Man? And I just say yeah. <laughs> That's right. Because it's about fun. That. Yeah yeah yeah. So, um, yeah, so I took like a couple months and just sort of, um, had some rest with her. I mean, I like had her and my mom came home from the hospital with me and two days later my mom had to go. Yeah. So it was like me in my apartment with this new baby. It was crazy. How's that maternal instinct though? Did it just kick right in? You know, yeah. And honestly, I had, I've been babysitting since I was 12. Oh yeah, true. You're like, you just said you were nannying and everything. So like yeah. you're, you're familiar with the, uh, the process of, of the things that need to happen with a child. Yeah. So it was pretty okay. And honestly, Pepper is such a cool baby. Very relaxed baby. She's I, super cool. I, I, well, I told you when I met her that I thought she was like a very old soul. It seems like she, yeah. she just kind of looks at people and like, yeah. you know, I don't know. She's like a very eye contact baby and, but like, she's kind of like analyzing or something. Yeah. And she's always been super 
super aware and present. And mm-hmm. I am the weirdo that like thinks it's because I had a natural birth. Mm. And so they say that babies um, that are born when the mom has an epidural, like, well, the epidural affects the baby. Mm. It like it drugs the baby, and it's mm. safe. It's totally fine. I mean, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm I was a C-section and I'm okay. Mm-hmm. But um, I, they just I've I've heard that babies that are born naturally are much more aware and present. And mm. they took Pepper to the NICU right away because um, of some issue with her blood. Mm-hmm. Um, her like white blood count was off, and somewhere when she came out, the umbilical cord got pinched and. Anyways, they took her really fast for me, which was really weird mm-hmm. because I felt her the last like woohoo, <laughs> and there she was, and I just went into shock. Like I just remember my body like being thrown back, and I just laid there, and there, she, and I, I remember looking and being like, "Who's that? Hmm. Like that's not my baby." Like you just, it was such an out of body experience. Really? I, was, I was so like, in- well, yeah. How was the pain? <laughs> Crazy. I was I was in labor for eleven hours. Oh my goodness. And I um and I pushed for an hour and a half. Yeah. Um and I think people go, That's so fast. And it's fast because I didn't I did it naturally. Because you had to get it out of there. Well, and like an epidural slows your labor down mm. and um but I remember like my girlfriend Kate was there and um her husband played for me on the Lele show. Mm-hmm. We, oh right, right. That will be later yeah. by us. But um she was there. She has uh, now four girls. She was pregnant at the time. And um, I watched their girls all the time. And it, we were close. And so um, I, Pepper, they took Pepper out. And they didn't even give her to me right away. Mm-hmm. They had to, like, look at her because she was so white because mm-hmm. there was not a lot of blood in her. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Kate and, who, and I said, did you get a new wedding ring? And Kate was like, shut up. You just had a baby. Mm-hmm. Because I just wasn't, like, it didn't. Everything was confusing to me. And right. she looked at me like, I thought, I thought she was going to slap me because I, I was just so out of it. And then they give me the baby. And honestly, I look back at pictures and I can't really remember that. Yeah. Like, I remember looking. I remember being like, her hand is so small. And there's pictures of me like looking at her hand like, whoa. Yeah. But, I mean, I just, I felt, I like felt my body tear. And, I mean, I was just like gone. Yeah. I was in shock. And um, they took her to the NICU. And I didn't get to see her for like couple hours like five hours and when I got to go see her finally my whole family was there and um my sweet brother waited in the waiting room for the entire 12 hours isn't that so sweet and um I got to see her you you gave birth in LA yeah up in up in Panorama and they're all down in like San Diego Diego, so they all drove up yeah my brother was actually out in like Santa Monica area so he just kind of like came really fast yeah um, but I stuck my hand in the incubator to touch her and she was looking around. I mean, she just was so present mm. and I crack up because I went, she has so much hair mm-hmm. and I was so bald when I was born. And so her hair was just so like, that's not what I had expected. She's got as much hair in her head as I had on my back when I was born. That it's is a lot so of hair. nasty. It's a lot of hair. I went to touch her head, like her head yeah. and she like pushed my hand away. She said, nah, she was like, nah, don't touch my hair. Yeah. And that's her. I woke up like this. (laughs) That is her personality. It's so crazy. I mean, from freaking the moment she was out, she was like, mom, please. Yeah. I've never seen a one and a half year old tie her shoes the way that she does. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Can you, would you imagine? (laughs) She's really smart. So how does uh, like, how does life change after you have a a child? Oh man. It's crazy. So many things. How did your parents react to finding out that you were pregnant? Because I know you guys are raised in like a pretty religious family, yeah? Yeah, so that was pretty wild. Um, I waited till my 
I was into my second trimester yeah. because I just wanted to, the, you know, this sounds terrible, but the, I mean, I just wanted to make sure everything was going to be smooth. You know, right. I wanted, I didn't want to bring anything up if something sad was going to happen. Right, so, absolutely. Um, no need to cause pain for them if not pain, but no need to cause stress, you know? Yeah. So I was, um, like four months pregnant and I, yeah, I told them and it was really, it was not what I expected at all. I expected my mom to be furious and for my dad to just kind of sit there. Yeah. Um, my dad just kind of sat there and my mom just started crying and hugged me and it was really nice. And to be honest, not that my, not that we had, um, you know, a weird family dynamic, but there had just, you know, as you get older, things in your family get weird. And Pepper and my pregnancy and everything have really brought my family to a really cool place. My mom actually said to one of my friends, I think, to one, I don't remember who she said it to, but um, they told me that my mom was like, honestly, Pepper is the best thing that ever happened. I'm so glad she got pregnant. Nice. Which is like so cool. And yeah. man, it is like the quite the deal to see your parents like love a baby you made it's, right it's wild and you know is she do you do they have other grandkids at this no point? she's the you're first. the first yeah and she's the first yeah and she's the first oh, great grandbaby she's, she's gonna be their favorite forever that's forever what that that's what that means yeah yeah there's always a certain hankering for the first yeah and she definitely can say papa and my dad just like oh melts. yeah yeah well she looks so much like your dad she too is what i was saying so much like my yeah dad. it's crazy yeah yeah um, well, that's great that they're that they're happy then. Yeah, it's been really cool. It kind of made me like you know uh, appreciate my motherhood, like my mother, and like appreciate motherhood. And right. um, I mean, being a parent is so crazy. It's changed um, me in so many ways, and it's you know honestly what it did is it went like oh okay here's your life, Penny. Here's all the good stuff, and here's all the crap. And I went like and cut it in half and I was like this has got to go right and relationships that were garbage are done and gone you know I had people I had people that were like wow you really shouldn't even have a baby it's gonna ruin your career yeah and I was like you know (laughs) excuse me yeah and there was no doubt in my mind that I was not going to have a baby like I was gonna have this baby and honestly you know um there were people that were like, you should really place her, you know, in a home wow. and focus on, on your career. People and were say, like, we're telling you give her up for adoption. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. That and seems like a fucking ballsy thing to say to somebody. Oh, I mean the, the part of my French. No, I mean the, the ha, telling, hearing someone say to you, um, it's a huge mistake having a baby. It's yeah. going to ruin your whole life. It's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> let me just cut you. Yeah, you're just, gone. Let me kick that's you over a, here. That's almost like a sociopathic thing to say to somebody. You know, I, whatever. I mean, in LA, there's just this whole environment is like selfish and yeah. whatever. And I, I, I don't take it too personally. That's just, it's, it definitely is not about me. And it's definitely not about my kid. It's like their weird perception of being right. a parent. And that right. doesn't, that doesn't actually have to affect me. And so, you know, whatever, um, it definitely just sort of filtered out all the BS. Right. It made everything that was like not as important kind of go away. And it's been, man, it's been amazing. And it has been really, really hard. Yeah. Um, you know, trying to balance like supporting her with a career, you know, and like keeping a house clean. Like my roommate has been fantastic, you know, but she's gone a lot. She travels and what does she do? Um, 
you know, she does like kind of commercial work. Yeah. But she has her boyfriend and her, they travel oh. a lot. And yeah, so yeah. Um, it's kind of just me at home with Pepper. Um, but keeping like a house, I can either like keep a house clean. I can do, okay, so there's three things and I can only do two of them every day. Right. I can um, get some stuff done that I need to get done and I can make Pepper happy and I can have a clean house. And when my roommate's there, it's clean house and happy baby. Yeah. When my roommate is not there, it's dirty house, happy baby, accomplished mom. Yeah. You know, but but also it, it varies every day. Like it's so unpredictable. And, you know, you master a phase of this kid's life and you're like, I have got this. Yeah. And then two months, you know, of that or a month yeah. of that and it, things change. Right. She has a you're new like, tooth or she has this you're like, going oh, on. It's so easy to make her laugh with these keys. And then you're, and then you're like, oh man, she hates the keys now. I got to yeah. find something else. And she's a pretty like somber baby. She's yeah. really serious and she giggles and stuff, but she's not like a giggly little thing. Yeah. She's happy and she like gives her baby's hugs but she's the very... whole time i was at, uh, the whole time i saw her she was just uh, insanely cracking up so i don't know what you... when no, was no, that? i'm just kidding oh i was like lee that's i don't think no, that's she true. was she was very serious yeah. she smiled a bit yeah i mean she's happy I, that was the whole old soul thing i was like yeah she's just so serious and yeah. like contemplative she seems contemplative yeah she's very thoughtful and honestly like I've had some people say, you know, some nice things. And one of them was that, like, she just um, is very present and aware and acknowledges you. Yeah. And I I really appreciate that about her. Um, So, yeah, she's done nothing but, like, better my life. Um, What are those first two months like that you take off with her? Honest, they're such a blur. They're, like, I'm trying to learn how to nurse her, which was, like, freaking crazy and there's nobody in my house to be like oh you should nurse like this and um i remember like being up to like six o'clock in the morning because she was such a slow nurser she's like super lazy eater and so i would just (laughs) i remember like sobbing and being like i can't do this um so the first two months were crazy and i had people come over for my church that like brought me food so i didn't have to like make dinner all the time and um I was alone, and so they'd come, and some of them I didn't know. They were just super nice people that were like, I'm going to make dinner for this woman that just had a baby. And they'd come, and I'd be like, please, come in, sit. Can I get you water? And, like, I would just keep them as long as possible because I had no human contact. Right. Like the, I remember Did the, you feel like a lot of your, like, scene friends just kind of dipped out? Oh, man. Like, a thousand percent. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry if I'm guilty of that. No, you came over. I made dinner I, for you, you once did. or twice or, and I saw you and, you know, but other people, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like the friendships that were genuine and like real and solid yeah. that like, you're my friend and I care about you. Right. Um, you know, and not that other people I don't care about or that they, um, yeah, I always try to check in it, but that's the thing is like, we're fucking grown ups and we live in LA and we live far from each other. So you do, do, you do it. Yeah. You do what you can, but I would imagine. And, and that's the thing is like, I'm a 34 year old man and, and I'm well aware of this, but I would imagine the like younger friends that were like seeing kids were probably just like, I'm out. Yeah. Honestly, I went to, oh, you can't come to the party no more. All right. See you. Yeah. yeah. I went to Sunny's birthday party this year and it was, you know, one of the, I've only gone out a few times to that kind of thing, you know, after having a baby. And I had just done the Late Late Show. And I thought, like, cool. Like, I'm, like, relevant still. Like, I just did this thing on TV. Like, it's going to be fine. And it was terrible. I mean, it was really... Where have you been? No, it was more like, oh, so how is it? Oh, shit. Like, I'm sorry that you have a kid now. How are you? Straight up. And there were a few people that, like, surprised me that were like, I saw the the performance. But they were not the people that I thought would be the ones to say it. And in fact, like, I remember I actually bumped into a guy I dated. And I ran up to him and I'm like, hey. Um, And he turned around and was like, 
oh, hey. And I said, how are you? And he goes, I'm fine. How's the, how's the little one? Oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh. All awkward. It like went like, oh. And like yeah. just was, man. Right, right. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. You said you'd call me tomorrow two years ago? Oh, shit. Uh, I mean, it's fine. Like, yeah. I, I saw him, and so I wanted to like. Nom- You're like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's yours. <laughs> Could you imagine? T- two years later. Yeah. No, I mean, I just, I, I didn't want it to be weird. Right, and right. Why should it be? Like, I used to, we used to say I love you to each other. Like, right. it's fine. Um, it should be cool. But, and I have no weirdness, but that was the energy of the entire night. It was like, oh, yeah. So right. what's that like being a mom? Like, right. who's it's watching like, your baby tonight? Like, people, like, it was a cancer or something. Like, oh, how how is it? It's like everyone felt sorry for you. Yeah, me. right, right. And I, it, like, was so maddening because, like, it just made me realize that I'm not really in, I definitely don't belong in that scene. Like, the electronic, cool, like, yeah, yeah like, I can, like, dabble in it. But, like, it is not my world. My world is, like, singer-songwriter stuff. It's Disney like, princess. Man, you nailed it. Real talk. Hey, this is a funny thing, but one time you were playing me stuff in my car and, and you had produced it all. I was like, you produced this? And you're like, yeah. yeah, I made these. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And they were so good. And I said, dude, uh, like you should be like a the singer for a Disney princess. And you're like, that's like my dream. It is my dream. Yeah. It is totally my dream. And I'm really hoping in this year um, that I can like somehow make a connection and Some like of, audition for yeah, something. Your songs know. would be great as like, you know, when they do the Little Mermaid reboot, you should be, you should be Ariel. Yeah, man. Did I play you my Cinderella cover that I produced? Is that I, maybe I, that I, might be what I played? No, I, I don't. I don't think it was that. But I think like oh. I said the Disney princess thing, and you're like, I did a cover of Cinderella song. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah, they couldn't. I couldn't put it out because yeah. Disney's like psychotic. Yeah, I mean Disney's amazing, but yeah. they they would have been mad and they would have pulled it down. Right, my yeah. lawyer was like, you can't. Yeah, yeah, totally. So the EDM thing is not. It's not really your scene. It's just kind of where you fell into well, when you moved here. I don't even. Man, I don't even know. I don't even. I, you I don't remember when we met? When we met, um, it was like cut through Adam and Romo, and it was because of the the parties, and we were just always Adam at, at them, not Adam. But uh, there was like a, there was like rumors. Of, they were like filming a, fu- a reality TV show about I was the party scene for that. Yeah, a lot. You, yeah, exactly. Like you were you were um, one of the characters, and I was oh like, it was gosh. so funny. Uh, they were it, always trying to like Adam's always like name all the DJs you know, and I was like it, Adam, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> Brittany yeah. Scott was like, yeah, these are all the DJs I know, and right. I was like, I can't. Yeah. I can't. And then they came, like, I remember they came specifically to a party where I was bartending and, like, crazy things happened. And at the end, Adam was like, dude, don't you think Lee should be Mike now? And I'm like, oh, shit. Am I, can I be Spencer? Can I be Spencer Pratt in this? I want to be the bad guy. Man, honestly, I'm, like, so glad that that all kind of... It all fell through. Fell through, yeah. And that's the crazy thing about Los Angeles is there are reality shows filming at all times everywhere. Yeah, for Everything sure. Everything is, is a reality show. We're filming one right now. Which, kind of. <laughs> Indeed. The Late Late Show, we talked the last time that you were on um, about the fact that uh, your old job you had, you met Drew Carey through it because he's just come in. Yeah. And you guys maintained a friendship and yeah. Drew's like a cool, down-to-earth guy. He's one of my favorite people, one of my best friends. There you go. So, And then uh, he was guest hosting for The Late Late Show. Yeah. So Brings you in. Yeah. It was really nice. He... um. Yeah, he texted me. And in fact, I I was at the aquarium in San Diego with my dad and my kid. And it was like Thanksgiving weekend. And I get this text. It's like, hey, I'm hosting the Late Late Show in January trying to get you on. uh, Like, keep I'll keep you posted. Yeah. And my heart like sank into my butt. And I was like, um, and I showed my dad. I'm like, that sounds physically impossible. I mean, could you imagine? Um, Yeah. And I just 
You sh- you said you showed the text to your I dad. I showed the text. My dad's like, oh my gosh, it'd be so cool. Yeah. And my dad, my dad's awesome. Yeah. And um, we were kind of excited. And he's like, tell your mom when we get home. And I didn't want it to be like a thing. Yeah, because you don't want to jinx things. Man, kind of. and how many times are they like, this is going to be this coolest thing ever? Ugh. And then like nothing happens, and you're like, cool. you're yeah. like super hyped. I like like an EP release. It's like yeah. you know super like what a bummer. But yeah. um. So I waited a couple of weeks and um a lot and during that time of waiting there was like this pressure from the label to deliver like 10 new songs that were like you know cool and new and at 4 months of Pepper being alive um I went into a meeting with my A&R and I was like hey I'm here wake up let's get the ball rolling where are those sessions you promised me a month and a half ago and it was like everyone's busy you know and it was sort of like man not to throw anyone under the bus but this is a direct quote uh, you know, I know you and your management see a lot of potential in your songs that you have, but like, I just don't. Ooh. And I'm, I was like nursing my baby and I was like, oh yeah, okay. I'll totally write you new ones. Like no problem. Ugh. And it was like, I left like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing here? Like this, does he care? Like, I'm, does, is this the right fit for me? Like, it was just so confusing. And, um, I was really at like a. I find that like crossroads man, and every day is like that honestly yeah. every day is like is today gonna like go well like I don't know and um everything is so stressful all of the time now to be yeah. honest yeah and so I had a lot of this pressure and I was like in and out of trying to like write 10 freaking new songs and um the late late show opportunity when I when it got confirmed I was like Pfft awesome yeah this is gonna be sick and i was super stressed because it was like right before christmas yeah and i tried to figure out what song i was gonna perform and we got this you know song and um then we at christmas break and it was like oh my gosh yeah practicing and everything has to come to a halt because everyone's going home for christmas or whatever yeah and no one is at the label and no one's you know doing this and i had to go up to utah for christmas with my to see my grandparents and i got sick and I couldn't, like, I literally had, like, a week to rehearse because by the time I was, like, home and my cold was gone, that's all the time I had. And we delivered the track, like, the Monday after the second or whatever it was. And we performed on, like, the seventh or something. And it, we had, like, five days to get on iTunes, to get on Spotify, to get all these things cleared, to get, like, paperwork signed um, and to, like, get ready. And I was, like, jump roping every day. I was, like, physically trying to, like, push my body to a limit because I hadn't never performed live actually are you good at jump roping um yeah i we should compete okay i'm good at it we should video it all right i'm down okay okay uh you had never released or you never performed live no what do you mean i had never i've never played a show you have to you have it no oh i didn't know that let's throw you a show yes please it'd be easy i know but i'm not like a band now so we should do it um so yeah, I never performed live. I didn't live. know that. I thought, I, which I thought is you were crazy. Like out. Yeah. No, and because I was trying to with the last EP, and it just like didn't happen. And there's only so much a, a little tiny girl can do by herself. So your f- <laughs> your first performance of ever was on TV. Yes, that seems like a crazy break. It was the craziest thing. Yeah. So yeah, so um, it was such a cool day though. Like I had some some help. I had some friends watch Pepper, and my parents came up, and my roommate was there, and. We, um, my girlfriend, Nicole, who, um, is awesome, did my hair and makeup. Shout and out, Nicole. Yeah, Nicole. She got my hair today. Oh, yeah. Across the street, actually. I, I parked and I was like, oh my gosh, I could have just stayed here all day. Um, so yeah, she came and, okay, check this out. They picked me up in a Tesla. 
snap. which was like the coolest thing. Like they had a car come and pick me up, and um, like that morning I had like a stylist come over and dress me. And um, you were like dressed all in white, right? And you had yeah. blonde hair at the time. You looked like an angel on stage. You know, it was really. Funny. I retweeted the video. I'm, you did. I'm a real friend. You are a real no. friend. <laughs> it was so funny because we were backstage and I wanted to wear a hoodie because it was like freezing. Yeah. And so the sweet stylist that was there, um, like ran to the Grove and was like, I got to get her a white hoodie. And it was so big that I, <laughs> we were making all these jokes. It was so fun because I had two dressing rooms and I had like, um, my A&R, my management in town from New York, which was so cool. Then we had like some, um, PR people from the label come and, um, my friend David who wrote the song with me was there to play the piano with me. Um, and then I had like, you know, hair and makeup, my Nicole was there and, um, it was just really cool, and I walk out of the out from changing, and I'm wearing like my white outfit that I wore, but I'm wearing this big white hoodie, and I looked like I belonged on the cover of Millennium by the Backstreet Boys, mm-hmm. and we like were like you can't go on stage with this big hoodie, right? So it was really cold, and I was like freezing on stage, yeah. but um, it was really cool. Like the whole experience was really nice. We sound checked, and Drew came on to stage on the stage, and um, it was really nice. Like everything was just so kind. There were like flowers in my dressing room from him and it was just so sweet. So check this out. So they're like, okay, after the show, you're going to go over there and talk to Drew. Yeah. And they kept saying that to me like during soundcheck. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure like after I'm done. But you I'm didn't realize done, it was going to be a TV segment. Cause usually that's not, that's, a, not, a that's not a segment usually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It usually goes straight from performance. To, like that's the end of the show. That's the end. Right. So, um, I'm like going I'm like waiting behind like the wall or whatever to like go out onto the stage. Yeah. And um, I'm like huffing patchouli. I have like essential oils and I'm like, <laughs> patchouli is like super calming. So yeah. I was like, me and David were like rubbing our hands. My mom is in the audience cracking up because I'm like, you know, on stage, yeah. like just breathe, Penny, yeah. breathe, you know? And um, uh, yeah, after they were like, come back and get mic'd and then you're going to go sit on the couch. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Yeah. So I did the first, um, we ran through the song twice. Which was really cool. And they um, ended up taking the second take. And I didn't even know they would do that. They w- yeah. And they said that soundtrack. They're like, you know what? We'll just like probably do it twice. And I was like, oh, okay. And so they did. And that's why like, when Drew runs down, he's like, he killed it again. Because that was the second uh, time right, performing right, it. Right. And um, yeah, going on to the couch was like, it was like the coolest thing I've ever done. Yeah. It was so cool. And I want to do it all the time. That's this. I mean, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. I don't know. What, to what did you guys talk about uh, um, afterwards? He asked, we talked about how um, we met. Yeah. And he made some jokes about like what he would order. Right. And then um, he asked me if I wrote that song about um, every boyfriend I've ever had or like a specific person. Right. And then I said, oh, it's about a person. And then he um, swore at the camera um, and told the guy off basically. <laughs> and it was really funny. And I was so embarrassed because I was like, what if that guy watches? And he like, I don't know. I don't yeah. think he did. In fact, I asked and I don't think he saw it. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just all so funny how that full circle that was. Cause the very first time I went into, uh, your old job, uh, actually with Adam and Romo. It was like one of my last, it's like my last day. Last day. I think we went into like celebrate your last day. He was walking out onto, and I went, I went, who is that? that who is that handsome man getting on? And I went, wait, that's Drew Carey. How's Drew Carey so handsome in real life? Like, <laughs> He's very, so handsome. Very strange. Yeah. Cause you, you know, when I grew up in the nineties watching him before he even had a TV show, I used to watch Drew Carey stand up. Yeah. And, uh, and he, that was his whole bit was that he was like a dorky looking ugly dude. And then you see him in real life and you're like, oh, he's like actually dashing. So I said, pause him, to all that. What? Nothing. Go ahead. 
Um, I, when I dyed my hair blue, I sent him yeah. a picture of it and he was like, man, I should do a color. And I had this app and I was like, oh my gosh. And I was making his hair every color. That's and so then funny. I made it blonde and he dyed his hair blonde. It's bleached, which is so cool. Nice. It looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I take credit for that. So how was the response of doing the TV show? What happened with the label after that? <laughs> were they happy about it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Or they were just like, yeah, whatever. You know, we've pulled, we've pulled the song off iTunes just for some, um, like, back end issues with like whatever that we don't have to get into but yeah um songwriting and publishing and all those things get so confusing yeah Yeah. and um you know we didn't really have like a huge budget to pay we didn't pay you know the friend that did it and it was just kind of messy and it got weird and instead of making it a thing i was like you know what let's just let's just let's just take it down right right so um but a lot of the response was like, can you release the acoustic version? Yeah. Which is so cool. You know, and I like I had a spike in my numbers, um, ma- mainly Facebook, which is really funny to see like what um, different like ab- uh, opportunities like show on what how do I say right. like what social media like jumps depending on what no, opportunity for it certain, is because different social medias here's the thing is that some people have huge twitter followings and then they have no facebook following which mm-hmm. means they're probably really cool in a specific scene but they don't yeah. have any fans that are willing to spend money on them and then some people have really huge youtube followings but they don't have twitter followings i which, have friends like that you know what it's I'm like saying? amazing how many youtube followers they have and they have no, no twitter facebook right no um instagram nothing right, right. um my facebook really jumped and yeah. it was so cute to it's because older people watch it, probably. Yeah, and all of the comments are like people that are not. You I mean, look just like my daughter. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this was such a sweet performance, yeah. and it was all these like you could just tell by the icons. It was like moms and dads and grandmas, right. and um, it was really cool, and it was just really reassuring. And all the comments like were honestly so nice, and mm-hmm. I, that's all that you can freaking ask for. You know, there yeah. was no one being like she sucked. You know, right. at least that I know of. I have I stopped looking, but. Yeah. It was crazy because I went home that night after the show. In the Tesla? No. Oh. Can you believe that? I rolled up to I rolled up to the studios in a Tesla and I saw my manager and I was like, hey, hey, can you stop the car? The lady who drove me was so nice. And we rolled the window down and I was like, hey. And he was like, man, I can't believe you're in a Tesla. It was the <laughs> coolest thing. They have like a huge computer screen on their dashboard. Yeah. Um, no, so I went home with my family and I had to go to bed early because I was exhausted and right. Pepper decided that five o'clock would be a really good time to wake up. Right. And that happens and we wake up from like five to seven every morning. And so um, it was five o'clock and I was like, oh my gosh. And the performance is on YouTube and I freaked out and I watched it like seven times and mm-hmm. then I had to go pay a parking ticket. Mm-hmm. And then I came back and watched it even more times. And then um, that's like when some rough things started happening with like the friend who introduced me to the producer and it got kind of like weird and I just kind of took away from the, the magic of the, of the experience. And, um, it's been kind of a bummer because, because the experience was so beautiful and everything afterwards was really rough. Like my A&R left early, didn't really say very much to me Mm. after. And, um, I don't know why, you know, and I mean, I feel like I've been saying some weird stuff, but he's so cool. It was just, it was all just like a weird experience. So you guys are still, so you're still with the same A&R guy? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the label thing is still going on? Yes. Well, so right now, what happened after the show is I, um, I like assumed and hoped, I didn't assume, I hoped it would kind of buy me a little bit of time to work on these other songs. Right. And so, um... Man, I'm really saying a lot. I hope it's okay I say this, but you know, we um I sent the performance to the head of the label, yeah. to the CEO. And I was like, Hey, I just wanted you to 
Cetus. Right. And he was like, man, this is so cool. Can't wait to hear what's up for the record. And I was like, cool. Awesome. I've made that connection. It's I, That feels good. And I delivered what we um, had worked on. And it was sort of like, yeah, but, mm. and it was like, okay, how, you know, what are we going to do? Like, I, you know, I'm at a point where I'm like, I cannot fail. Right. Like I've got to move forward. Right. And so it was sort of like, well, you can find yourself an executive producer that the label would approve. And I was like, I'm on it. Okay. And I got one and it was like, cool. That sounds great. I just need to hear some songs. So I was in the studio for a couple of days, um, just structuring out. Because what happens when you're this, when you're a female artist who um, I produce, but I don't fully produce all my stuff. Like right. I basically I songwrite, and then I write all the parts, and then I take those to people, and they keep those elements in the and song, build to them. Yeah, and they yeah. add, and or they go like, okay, this is really cool, but it doesn't need to be this repetitive. Or like, right. let's actually take this drum part and make a fill right here. Yeah. And so um, it's always been that way. Right. Like every EP, I've had my hands all in it. Right. And so, um, but what they do is they throw you to all these different producers and all your songs sound so different because producers are like, this is my song. Right. And when you go to these kinds of producers um, to write a song, you're not really doing production, you're songwriting. And, and, these, so are, and these are dudes who are, they're, they're like music factories. You yeah. know what I mean? These producers, they all have a studio that they go to work in every yeah. day. Like it's their office and they sit and, and their self-assignment is to like make songs every day. Yeah. And then they shop them to people, they shop them to labels, they shop them to artists that they think would sound good over it, whatever, whatever. And so when they meet an artist, they're like, oh, you're Penny, you would sound good like this. And then it, they it's do. It's very like clinical and like yeah. this is the structure and we're yeah. going to follow this um, you know, math right. pro, you know, problem, right. and it's going to be like this. And so it's not. There's not a lot of heart and soul into that. And so every once in a while, you'll hit and have a good session. And so the songs that we took were my own songs that were on my own, and then sessions that were good. Mm -hmm. And um, so David and I, who will, you know, if things kind of worked out for me, will uh, will oversee my project and executive produce it. And um, we got together, and we, him and I, songwrite a lot and well together. I, he's the closest thing I've ever had to a bandmate because of, you know, how, you know, into my project he has been. Um, and so we like structured out songs and we took them and made them, um, super basic, very generic, literally to showcase the potential of a song. And at first I assumed what we would get back would be just like piano songs, mm -hmm. but he ended up kind of like producing them a little bit. Mm -hmm. And we got them back, and we sent them to my A&R, who was still kind of like, huh. Mm. And I was like, man, man, like, what do I have to do? Right. You know, and um, it was really stressful. And honestly, like, some of my last sessions, I was pregnant and stressed. And I remember, like, being with um, a producer who's really a composer, um, and we were working on some stuff, and I needed to write a chorus, and I felt so much pressure. And I, I mean, I was nine months pregnant, and I was just crying because I felt like there was it was just work and it wasn't fun and it was like very stressful and I had to get this course and I had to make this work and I had to make it be so that I could survive and so it just took like the it just was so ugh I, I don't even know how to explain it right. it just wasn't cool it just right. sucked right. and um, it's you know we've kind of been like in that you know with that um, view like 
um, whatever the opposite of rose-colored glasses are, like right. just negative, and we right. have to impress, and we have to meet this standard. We have to, it has to be this way, and everything has been like cut down and challenged. Right. And so, what we did is, um, my management was like, "Man, I'm just going to be fully transparent." They um, they're like, "You should send it to Sunny." Yeah. And just see what he says and just like get his advice uh-huh. because, you know, the last time something was weird, he kind of kind of pushed some stuff along for right, you. Right, right. And I was like, huh, you know, I haven't seen him since I was four months pregnant and I've talked to him a couple times, but yeah, whatever, I'll do it. Right. And I hit him up and he got back to me and I sent him some a we transfer and then you get the we transfer notice it's like it's it expired right. it's like oh man come on like yeah. this isn't like two weeks like come on yeah, yeah. and um sent them again and then it was like okay the clock is ticking like i don't know how much time i have right and i finally just like called him and i didn't answer and i called him again the next day or two days later at night yeah. you know nine o'clock at night my f- mistake with the first call was it was probably in the morning. Right. Like, who's awake? You know? People don't I'm people. awake, but right. who else, you know? Right. And he answered. It was like 930, and I was like, oh, my gosh. You answered. And I, like, was so, like, oh. And we had this conversation. It was really short. And, like, hey, can you listen to this stuff? Um, and he did. And he emailed me back and was, like, like the next morning. And it was like, this song, eh. This one, awesome. This one, awesome. This one's my favorite, and this yeah. one's cool, and this one's like this could use some work here. Right. And he gave me some like real, you know, Advice. thoughts. Yeah, and I was like, okay, criticisms, and, critical. Opinions. Well, they were pretty like they were not like it, really deep ones. They were just like yes, no, yes, no. Oh, yes, and a no. lot of but a lot of music making is that it's just a gut opinion. Like you yeah. know, Mark, uh, the guy that I work with, he'll send me a dozen beats at a time, and I'll email him back a quick sentence about every one. This one would be good for this. This one yeah. sucks. Th- don't work on it. This one's your great. Your first this impression one, yeah. and your gut are like, yeah. that's this that's one it. I already wrote a hook for. This one used for yeah. a solo project. This one fixed this part. You sure, know, like yeah. that's and it's a it's a you listen for thirty seconds and and then you get a gut instinct and, and, you know. and, and that's it. Yeah, and so what I did is I texted him after he emailed me back, and I was like, okay, um, I'm going to send these four over. Um, do you think these are like – a word that was said to, to my management about this was, we need songs that are competitive. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's just – competitive to what? Right. And I said that. I was like, I guess they're looking for competitive songs. Do you think – do you think these are? And he called me right away. Mm. I mean, I sent that text, and it was like, there it is and you know I answer my phone and he's like I was such a cool conversation and I so appreciate this because um it was it was like you know have you seen Princess Bride yes when um I forget the guy's character but when they like knock him out in the um pit of despair and they have to like wake him up and they like dip his head in a bucket of water it felt like that it felt like he was like penny and he like grabbed my face and like dunked me in a tub and was like wake up yeah and it was such a cool thing because he was like, look, you know, the songs are cool, but you can't send this production over because this is super generic production right. and they're going to they're going to they're not going to get it. They're not going to get it. Well, and they're going to want to control it because you haven't decided this is what it is. Right. right. And I, he said, you know, there's like a thousand producers on SoundCloud, like young kids that would be so happy to work with you. Yeah. And I was like, you know, and it was kind of I just said it. I was like, I don't know if I'm in a position to do that and he was like are you kidding like look at all the stuff you've done like any kid would be like so happy to work with you like you just he goes you just need to sack up and pick a producer yeah real talk and it was like 
Oh yeah. To and go was- back for one second, cause here's the thing: is like ad agents, A and R people, like people that aren't directly involved with the creative process, they hear the first thing they hear, and that's what's stuck in their head. A first impression is like can be the winner or the killer. Yeah, you know and that's I mean? like honestly why you don't show demos. Yeah, don't ever show demos. It's terrible, yeah. and, and that's been a mistake of mine because I think as art, like you are this way probably as an artist, we can hear a song and go, oh, I can see the potential. Oh of yeah, this. That, oh totally. But suits cannot. Yeah, at all. Well, I've I've learned. At this point, to not even share my like demo ideas with my producer because like I'm like let me finish writing it completely yeah. and then we'll record it and then you'll see what I'm talking about. It's also even like hard to show it to friends who you think will get it because right. you know you'll be like basically done. You and can they're see like, their facial uh, expressions going like oh I don't know yeah, and, but, and it's like oh but here there's gonna be this part where it's like da, 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 da. yeah but know, even yeah. if like even if it's really close to being done and all it needs is like a nice mix right and they. They hear it. They feel sometimes like they can say something about it. And uh-huh. you're like, yo, I was just showing it to you for you to be like, this is sick. Right. And what happens is like if you were to show them a completed something that was like already out, they would love it. But because it's not like out, they feel like they have some sort of say. And so right. it's just seriously like not worth it to show it to people right. that aren't like a directly a part of your project, like your management. Um that's but, also kind of like a, a reference to like one of the 48 laws of power is like, don't let people see the effort that you put into it. So like, don't let people see things that are halfway done. Don't yeah. let anyone see anything unfinished, but also don't let anyone know how much effort you actually put into it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like make smart. it seem effortless. Yeah. 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 And that's something I've like, that's like, an, that's like a thing I'm going to really be weird about. Like, no, it's not, it's not done. You can yeah. see it when it's done, but, yeah. um, you know, and then he, during the conversation, it was like, um, and this is all like in the last like couple of weeks, he said, um, you know, Penn, are you having fun? And I said, Sonny said this. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, no, he's like, then don't, why are you doing it? Don't that's do it. Pro- I mean, that's a problem. And I, and it was hard for me because, because I got pregnant and it turned into like, I have to survive, Life or death, yeah. you know, like, yeah. And so, um, you know, fail or fly. And so it was like, that's been a real issue I've been having too. Like people are like, Oh, you're making music. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm, if I like making it anymore. I don't know. I don't know if it's fun to me anymore. I definitely don't get the same satisfaction that I used to from it. And I feel like I'm forced or like, I feel like it's only a pressure to myself because I don't have any fucking labels telling me what to do or like anybody with any vested interest, but just with my own competitive nature of like wanting to work on stuff. Sure. I've been on some like, why aren't I writing music? And I'm like, I don't know if I think it's fun anymore. Huh. Yeah. That, it's a hard thing. You know, it, honestly, like that conversation was so cool. And mm-hmm. it made me realize that like lots of the things in my life should everything should be fun. What am I doing? And that's one of my things too, is that I- I've tried to turn all of my hobbies into careers now. And it's been pretty good over the last couple of years where that's happening. Yeah. But that's the problem is that. Once they be once the hobbies become careers, there's all this pressure now where I'm like, oh, I've got to fucking make this hobby continue. I got to continue loving this hobby or else now it's work and I'm going to be fucked if I don't. Yeah, honestly, like there was a lot of um, all that pressure. I never had that kind of pressure yeah. until I got pregnant. And all right. of a sudden it got weird and I felt like, you know, I didn't feel a lot of support. Mm-hmm. I didn't really feel like anyone, you know the lady that used to run Big Beat like left halfway through or right after I had Pepper and I was like no like you're like my biggest champion like right. you can't go and yeah. I still have good relationships with you know some of the people there which is really cool but you know all of a sudden like I just felt really alone and I felt like nobody 
really cared. And I felt like everyone looked at it like, well, you got yourself into this. And mm. it just felt super, um, man, it just, I really, it just felt really detached. I felt super alone. But now, to end on a positive note, like things are feeling better, yes? Oh, are are we think, I don't know. I mean, we've been going for an hour and a half. But I just want, oh, I want to make sure that there's a happy ending. No, honestly, like, Moving forward, yeah. you know, the song that, like, I'm going to perform yeah. tonight yeah. Um, was, like, you know, after that conversation on the phone that was, like, have fun, man. Yeah. Have fun. I And you called and we decided to do the podcast. Yeah. So I was all happening at the same time. Oh, really? It, which was really cool. I like. And I, I'm just always like serendipitously there for you. You freaking are, man. <laughs> and, like, I just, you know, getting the energy out there is really, like, key. I am, um, I produced um i wrote this song like probably two years ago i hoard songs i don't know if i've ever said that to you but i, I just keep songs forever yeah, yeah. and i had this song and i wrote it and i have tried to produce it a couple times and nothing ever felt right and so what i did is i sat down and i like i haven't produced a song in a long time mm-hmm. since i had her I, pr- I did like one real song when i had her i'd never written i just haven't produced anything and i produced this song and then i called uh, a friend of mine and i was like i need you to finish this for me i need you to like I need you to work with me on this. And so him and I like postal serviced back and forth over the internet and we did this track and it was like the first time in forever that I was like, Oh man, music is so fun. Yeah. Like so recording is really cool. Good. It felt good. And I'm really looking forward to like, you know, moving into taking those generic based tracks yeah. and making them, you know, cohesively right. cohesive also keeping them cohesive, I guess, and keeping them cool. And then sending like, yeah, the real stuff like, yeah. hey, label, this is what I am right. and this is what it is. And that's the next that's what we're moving forward. In. I mean, that's the thing is I think that through all the the things that have that have uh, gotten off track musically, like the positive, the positive thing to look at is like, hey, the label still has your back. Yeah. And they, which they, is still, awesome. they didn't they didn't drop you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're you're still making music, which yeah. is like and you've made time to do that. Yeah, and now all of a sudden it feels good again because of a, a couple like key conversations. So yeah, and opportunities, and just getting the energy back into yeah. it. Yeah, it'll be nice. I think this the next few you know steps and the next little bit of a phase is going to be really cool. It's much more creative, and I need that. I need that in my day. I need that in my life. I need it to be sane for my kid. Right. You know, and I I'm really just really looking forward to yeah doing it. To, to keeping it moving. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, I'm happy for you because I, I don't know. To me, I think you've stayed very positive and happy throughout everything that's happened. And like, you know, Thanks. I'm like, I don't know. I, I wasn't, I, I don't think that I was one of those people who was like, oh my God, you're having a kid. What are you? I was like, <laughs> oh, tight. You're going to have a kid. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I, kids are tight to me. I love kids. So. Pepper just learned how to walk. Yeah. And it's freaking crazy. She's cruising. She's so cool. My She's kid is cruising. so cool. She's cruising. And, and so anyway, yeah, I don't know. I'm stoked for you. And I think like. Thanks, man. You know, motherhood's tight. So. Yeah. Does it look good on you? You're going to be a good one. You are a good mom. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. Tell the people where to find you. Um, Twitter, at whoispenny. At whoispenny. None of my social media um, handles match. Um, got to fix that. Uh, pff, you're telling me. Um, Facebook is just Penny Bird Rabbit, one word. Penny Bird Rabbit. And Instagram is Bird Rabbit. Instagram is Bird Rabbit. Yeah, some kid took Penny Bird Rabbit and won't give it to me. That son of a gun. Yeah. Hey, you Thanks, can you kid. can find out through Instagram major life events like her being pregnant. Yeah. That's how I found out. Yeah. So and I post pictures of like Pepper every once in a while and when's, the, when's this Vans video coming out? 
So that's going to literally be in the next like month or two. And I just color, like finished doing the color on yeah. it. Um, just to give a little bit of a, a sneak about it. Lee and his friend Romo play. Romo. We're, um, the, we're like the boyfriends. Yeah. I'll just tell the plot. Basically, it's just yeah, me. It doesn't re- matter. The we, people also watch it. Yeah. We did. Um, we, we made a version of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. And um, we time travel through. the. It was, or was it Excellent Adventure? Was it Bogus Journey? St- bogus uh, It's both. Okay. Um, we time travel to rescue our boyfriends who went to the moon to steal treasure from the aliens. It was, it was a little crazy plot. It's super crazy. And everything's like homemade and it's very cutesy. And yeah. My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you can follow me on Twitter at It's Intuition, I-T-S, Intuition. You can follow my man behind the boards, Ben Shim, making the shit sound buttery, at I am Database, based with two S's. Yes. You can follow us as a unit at Kinda Neat, YouTube.com slash That's Kinda Neat, where you are going to see Penny perform, what is the song called? Like a Fool. Like a Fool. Uh, Your articulation is on point. Really? I just oh, want to tell you. you that you speak so nicely. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate that so much. Uh, if you don't have the podcast app, actually, someone just tweeted at me this morning going, how do I listen to your podcast mobily? Stitcher. And I, t- I we don't really mention Stitcher. Stitcher's, uh, Stitcher's cool. We're Literally on Stitcher. Literally just take this off of no, the No, it's edit fine. We're then. on Stitcher. That's fine. We're on Stitcher. You can find us there. But I personally listen on the podcast app, which you can download in the iTunes store or the, the app store or whatever. So podcast app, search for kind of neat, subscribe. Make sure you guys leave a five-star rating. Here's the thing is that every fucking podcast says, oh, go leave a five-star rating and review. And I say that every episode too. And here's the thing is that I have six or seven podcasts I listen to. I've never actually gone and left a rating and a review, even though I listen every week. This is the week I'm going to do it. I'm going to go leave ratings. So for me, if you're listening to this show right now, go leave a five-star rating, leave a review and a a comment. And I thank you so much for that. Uh, And then subscribe. It makes your life easier. What else? I think that's it. Oh, Facebook.com slash kind of neat. I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. and have a good day. Yeah, have a great day. Go make a new friend. And that was Penny, and I'm Lee, and this was kind of neat. Kind of neat. That's it. Thank you. Perfect. <laughs>